Good morning or evening from wherever you are and welcome to the first Bylines podcast series. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been in the works for a few months from a very small team of us trying to just bring great content for 2022. My name's Maddie. I'm working more on the broadcast side of Bylines and I'm joined with two more of my colleagues so I'll get to introduce themselves now. Uh, I'm Henry Fox. Uh, I work as a reporter and writer at Bylines. And I'm Anna Scott. Um, I also work as a reporter and writer for Sussex Bylines um, from my home in Brighton. Amazing. Well, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed a lockdown, restriction-free Christmas and New Year. I know I did. And for some, as you know, the celebrations are still ongoing as we approach the most important celebration observed in China. Next week, Feb 1st, it's Chinese New Year. Um, I didn't know this, and tell me if you guys did, but as it's based on the Chinese lunar solar calendar, which explains why it's sometimes called the Lunar New Year, each year it will fall between Jan 21st and Feb 20th, I believe. So I know you know way more about this than I do, Henry. So do you want to just give a roundup to people who might not know too much about New Year, Chinese New Year? Yeah, of course. Uh, For a quick roundup of what Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year is about, Uh, Each year is represented by one of the 12 animals on the Chinese zodiac, including the rooster, rabbit, snake, and dragon, etc. The Chinese zodiac has a 12-year cycle, so the previous year, the tigers um, were 2010, 1998, and 1986, and of course, it goes back way further than that. And it's very easy to find out which animal's year it was when you're born, and what that says about you and your personality. Personally, I find it really interesting to see past years. So last year, 2021, was the year of the ox, while 2020s was the rat. Uh, I was born in 2000, so my um, Chinese zodiac is actually the dragon. How about you guys? Dragon. That's dragon. actually complex. Mark, get right. Get be prepared for this. Mine was the goat. I don't know what that says about me. I don't know how to take that information. What about you, Anna? Um, so mine's the year of the ox um and I again I didn't know how to feel about this um, I think that's quite cool I don't know I just get I get that's a good thing good vibes yeah. from the ox good yeah looking. fun fact about my myself both myself uh my parents both my parents and my younger sister are all born year of the dragon really yeah my parents were both born in uh, 1976, Year of the Dragon, and my younger sister was born in 2012, which was the last Year of the Dragon. So your family is pretty cool, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Very fiery family. Very fiery family. <laughs> uh, could say that about them. Yeah. Well, I know you got to speak to an amazing lady trying to spread awareness, didn't you, Anna? Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, so I was really lucky to interview a lady called Pei um, and she's one of the founders of a company called Movement based in Liverpool. Um, This is a dance company um, and they're set to perform this year for Liverpool's New Year celebrations. Um, Pei's actually a trained pharmacist but she's got a passion for dance too Um, and so she's organised this celebration to spread some awareness about the traditions and culture of Chinese New Year. Well, I want to hear this interview, so let's skip to it. 
Hi there, Faye. Uh, thank you for joining our podcast today. Um, it's really lovely to meet you. Um, I was wondering if you'd be happy to introduce yourself for the podcast. Yeah, um, so my name is Pei. I'm a Malaysian Chinese. I'm one of the co-founders of Movement. And Movement has been in Liverpool for uh, 13 years that we've been running. And throughout these 13 years, we um, do celebrate Chinese New Year as part of the uh, company programme. So I moved to the country while I think was 17. So it was time ago um, coming here to further education, my university. So I was studying pharmacist. So that is my original uh, coming to this country is just for studies. And then once I qualified and I did pursue working in the pharmacy, in the community pharmacy and then helping people out. Um, then I always have a passion in dance, but never have a chance uh, back home in Malaysia. And I went to watch a show and then it inspired me to feel like that's my destiny and where I wanted to be. And then I decided to look for a course to go back to dance. And that's where the journey started. It's a bit late in my career, but I just thought that I'll give it a try. And then I met other similar, uh, I met the other three co-founders that have similar vision as me. And then we started Movement as a team of four girls from a different back, very different background and very different uh, ethnicity and upbringing. And that's how it all started. That's so exciting. Um... And so, can you tell me a little bit about the purpose of Movement? Yeah, um, Movement is trying to use word dance to bring everyone together, celebrating uh, individuality, uh, different culture, and celebrating what the community have to offer. And word dance is part of um, what we do, but uh, trying to bridging people together so we are celebrating diversity through dance so you said you've been celebrating Chinese New Year since 2010 um, what have you got planned this year so this year is kind of like finger crossed because we've been like having the news very last minute that we are still able to do the celebration due to COVID they are kind of like being like reserved whether it's going to be online again but we have to go ahead so this year uh, is one of our biggest up to now <laughs> so we have our community team performances um, which they will be performing three times in different places and we also got a professional uh, team also performance both solos two different solos in different time we also have um we call them a pop-up crew that will just come in and out in different timing throughout the day it's just trying to you know keep um nothing close contact so the workshop has been kind of removed so we have like um in the community team we have up to 20 people performing with us 
and then in the artist, artistic crew, we got like seven people that working with us for this uh, community performance. So usually the community performance is one of our biggest uh, celebration that we prepare like two or three months in advance, yeah. And is there anything which has become a tradition for your celebrations in Liverpool? Um, you mean movement or me? <laughs> Through, through Movement, has there, there been something which you do every year to celebrate? Every year, obviously, we were using this to do a really big performances. Through all the rehearsal and recruitment of the people, we go through a lot of um, exchanging culture of how I celebrate Chinese New Year and then what the tradition, what's the culture, what's the history behind it, so that we can spread my culture as much as possible to other people. And then throughout the process as well, some of them will share their experience of Chinese New Year to how they celebrate it or how they see it. And then we all kind of share our experience together and then while doing the performances as well is kind of a co-creation so people have their say what type of costume would they like you know uh, how do you want to present it and on the performance they will gather really early everyone will be there and then they usually stay to the end even though they don't need to but it's like a family they just prefer that we stay all to the end so it's really nice. And um, can you remember the first time that you celebrated Chinese New Year? A little memory that I have that um, back home in Malaysia. So uh, it's very different than from here. So the most important days for Chinese New Year is the New Year's Eve. And I do remember we usually go to our grandma's house uh, and then everyone will actually go to grandma's house to, to, to have this New Year dinner. We call them the reunion dinner. So everyone will come back, gather in one place. And the family is so big that we have to have like different places. So it's enough space for everyone to sit. And then we usually very lucky all the kids can have food first. <laughs> so we eat first before the adults. Uh, and then there will be loads of like snacks the unusual snacks that you can only have for Chinese New Year, just like you only eat mince pie during mm -hmm. Christmas. So there is like particular snack that you only can have in Chinese New Year. Uh, and those, those are my favorite, I would say. <laughs> and is there any ways that Chinese New Year is celebrated differently now in the 21st century than it was say, when your grandparents were young? Yeah, quite a lot, I think, um, because it's quite hard to travel home now, so um, not everyone go back for the reunion dinner. Um, we used to have this little red envelope for um, similar to the Christmas of exchanging presents, and nowadays there's e-envelope <laughs> that you send through internet, uh, but not the proper, you know, physical red envelopes. Um, yeah, things have changed and then I think the tradition have sometimes also been simplified. So it's not as strictly I have to do all this. It's kind of make it easier 
for people and for the younger people uh, to, to, to follow. So yeah, quite lots of change. Yeah, I guess it's similar like with Christmas, the traditions change over the years to keep up with technology and everything. Um, but you mentioned that um, in your group at Movement, maybe there's people from different cultures. Is there different ways that you guys celebrate Chinese New Year amongst the group? Yeah, so amongst the group, we kind of like, um, not like recommend it, just say that what you can do during Chinese New Year. So a uh, good fortune to obviously spring clean your house, you know, before uh, the New Year's. And then also uh, we introduce a re reunion dinner if they wanted to follow and then we recommend a few dishes that they should definitely follow for example having dumplings which bring good fortune and prosperity for the year coming and having noodles uh, to encourage uh, longevity in life and make sure you don't bite them off and you try to slow it as long as possible to continue the longevity also um giving greeting to other peoples, you know, to bring good luck with wearing red on the days. So they also can spread that um, kind of knowledge to, you know, their friends or children, yeah. I've, I've seen that it's Year of the Tiger coming up. Yes. So is there anything you associate with the Year of the Tiger? I'm not born from the Year of the Tiger. But Year of the Tiger is supposed to bring quite a good prosperity year for people um, because tigers symbolize courage and bravery. Always a good sign for people that wanted to start a new career or want to try something different or new. It's always a good year to do things like that. Yeah. And so is there different um, kind of personalities associated if it's a fire year or a water year? Yeah, they are. They are. There is um, five different elements uh, in the Chinese elements. And then it goes with different years of the uh, zodiac as well. So and then it kind of gives you some prediction of your personality. Yeah. In terms of your dance for for Chinese New Year, do you feel ready or have you got more rehearsing to do? <laughs> it's only two weeks to go. I think we've got three more rehearsing, uh, rehearsing to, to go. It's, it's not there yet, but everyone is really enthusiastic and they're super excited. Besides the dance that we need to work out, we also need to make sure that we've got makeup artists, the costume is ready. We have someone to make a new piece of music for it and sing for it as well. So it's quite a, quite a lot of little element that we need to make sure. Um, and then on the day, the full team will be more than 30 people that we need to look after because we've got the professional team, we've got the community team, we've got volunteers. So it's to organise and make sure, you know, everything runs well. But that's how it is. It's usually all over the place. But then on the day, it all falls nicely together and we all have fun. Yeah. Yes, it sounds like so much to organise. Um, 
what kind of costumes do you guys like to put together? Uh, it's different every single year, but this year we are quite lucky that we have some budget set aside and getting some funding for it. Um, usually I come with a general idea of what costume would work and then I throw it to the group and then they will go home and do a bit of research, look into. So this year they, we got quite a creative team. So they have hand draw some picture, color it in, you know, send it over like posters to say that um, because of the time frame, we can't just choose one person. So we kind of use that as a concept and make something quite generic. And then once it's finished, they're able to go home and customize it themselves to make it more to them. Because at the end of the day, we want to celebrate individualism. So it's okay that we don't all look the same. You can add on something to make it special to yourself. And then it's, it's, it's for them. Yeah. Gosh, that's brilliant. Um, is there anything else which you think is really important that people understand about Chinese New Year? I'm just happy that they wanted to know more and also uh, wanted to celebrate with us, even though, like I say, we call them Chinese New Year, but it's not just the Chinese people that celebrate it. Hence, we also kind of try to um, change the name Chinese New Year into Lunar New Year because uh, to me, I call it New Year. New Year straight away say what it means. The only reason that we put it as Chinese is just to kind of differentiate the Western New Year. And Lunar New Year kind of give a more appropriate name because it's based on uh, the first day of the moon. And it's also celebrated by Vietnamese, celebrated by Philippines, you know they also celebrate so calling it Chinese New Year kind of makes it into you know groups that celebrate it which sometimes it's not wrong but it's just like open it up nowadays almost everyone celebrate Lunar New Year and in China they also change the name of it they call them Spring Festival because it's the first day of spring uh, based on the calendar as well. So everywhere call it differently. So um, it's, it's good that we're aware of it. And then anyone can celebrate New Year and and invite everyone to, you know, be part of the culture and celebration. That's really interesting to hear. I think I will make an effort myself now to call it Lunar New Year or New Year. Yeah. Um, so it's more inclusive. To all the different countries who will celebrate it. Lovely. Um, well, I think that's all the questions which I had. Um, it's been so lovely to speak with you, Pei. Yeah, thank you so much. And then if anyone would like to know more information, obviously they can check out movement.co.uk or follow us in Facebook and Instagram. So we don't just celebrate Lunar New Year, we also celebrate all different festivals as well uh, with the Irish festival just gone and obviously the Black History Month. So you can check out some of the work that we've done previously. Definitely. And on Instagram, is it Movema as well? Yeah. Yes, Movema. And same on Facebook, Movema. Yes, thank you so much. Brilliant. Um, is there anything else you'd like? It was good. It's been lovely to speak. 
Okay, so Anna, how did it feel talking to Pei? Did it change your perspective? Have you learned something? Well, we had a really great chat. We were on Zoom for nearly 30 minutes, I think. Um, and yes, I, I did learn a lot about the celebrations. Um, she, uh, Pei was telling me how the founders of Movement all come from different places where they all celebrate Chinese New Year differently. And she told me that actually, maybe we should avoid calling it Chinese New Year and just oh. refer to it as Lunar New Year or simply New Year to include all the different countries where it's celebrated. So that's yeah. changed my perspective. I never thought about that. Yeah, um, I know it's a very popular um, holiday in other places like uh, Korea and Japan as well. So um, it is really nice to see how like worldwide and kind of multicultural this holiday is and how big it is. Uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in to Byland's podcast. We hope if you celebrate Chinese New Year or not, we can all look forward to the great year ahead of us in 2022. Um, special mention to Alex, the mastermind behind it all, Jules, our editor, and our interview with Pei. You'll hear from us very soon. Take care, everyone, and happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year, everyone. A happy Lunar New Year. See you soon, guys. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>